0: Good evening. It's good to see everyone out tonight. Um, I'm excited to talk this evening uh, in Josh's absence. I don't know that I'll be able to do quite as well as he usually does, but I am happy to be here and happy to be speaking to you. Um, I've been really busy, and I, I kept, you know, kind of like, I'll wait till classes are over, and then I'll get my sermon ready. I, you know, and then then work started, and I was like, man, it's uh, really moving along, and then, the you know, the day's here, so... But I got it together, and and, and I'm uh, glad to be here, and um, just follow along with me, you know, verify that what I'm saying is from the Word of God, and um, so we'll, we'll go ahead and, and get started. Uh, this lesson doesn't necessarily have any um, set uh, verse that we'll be working from or anything like that, but, you know, I just thought of a common phrase that um, you hear a lot, and uh, especially as... I know in my career as as a student and so on, I've heard it a lot, usually coming from professors, you hear that a lot, uh, sometimes even from your classmates, and that's uh, just a friendly reminder. That's the precursor to something that may or may not be uh, (laughs) a pretty big deal. Um, And so, you know, it just depends. Uh, As you'll see tonight, we'll just kind of talk about, is it a big deal? You know, what we're hearing is how does it make you feel Um, And that kind of, you know, it's going to depend on a a lot of things, and and our reaction can vary widely based on that. And so I would like to just kind of discuss what determines our reaction to this statement, okay? And so, first of all, I think that I just kind of broke it down into three variables that determine how we feel about this. Um, And the first is, is kind of who. Who is reminding us? Who is the one that's, that's starting out their statement with just a friendly reminder, okay? And, and the second one, what tone are they using? Uh, you know when that when they say it is you know that can uh, obviously over the digital platform you can't really hear the tone, but um, anyway. So the third one I would say is is where do we stand when we're addressed in, in this way? Where where do we stand uh, when that when that statement uh, is, is addressed to us? And so we're going to start off talking about with, uh, the uh, who is reminding you. And and I think the first thing that, that needs to be addressed is, you know, is it friend or is it foe? You know, uh, who, who's, who's saying that to us? How do we feel about this person and what is our relationship with them? Um, and then uh, are they an authoritative figure or not? As I talked about, I've heard this from a, a lot of, of professors and stuff. They'll send out an announcement to us uh, just, you know, remember this uh, project is due, uh, you know, tonight at midnight, Um, and so anyway, they're an authoritative figure. Uh, And then lastly, do you have a good relationship with this person or no? So, uh, you know, as we work through these things, uh, I would just like to start by, by talking about the complexity of our relationship with God. And so, when you look at these, 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 these three questions right here, it, it's kind of, you can check the box on, on all three of, yes, he's a friend, but he's also an authoritative figure, and the relationship part is really dependent on you because we know that God loves each of us and would have us to do his will and wants each of us to go to heaven. So, yes, yes he's a friend. Yes, he's an authoritative figure, and you know, the relationship part is a lot on, our, on us to take care of. And so with, I, I, in that regards, I think that the complexity of our relationship God, with God is very interesting because, I mean, he's somebody that you can can pray to, and, and he, he created everything. And I'd like to start out by looking in, in Psalms. When I thought about this, because I've always thought this, and it's, a, it's always occurred to me just how co- complex our relationship is with God, how that we can be—he can be so almighty that he created everything. He is the all-powerful God— Yet we have a very close knit relationship, can have a very close knit relationship with him as well. So I'd just like to pick around here a few verses. Um, and, and I just think this sums it up really well. It says, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the, unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a young u- unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve, and discovereth the forests. And in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people, the Lord will bless his people with peace. I mean, I think that is just one of the most majestic and, and just awesome passages to, to capture what God is able to do, and how, how powerful he is. And then you look at Psalm 77, and Psalms is, is very well written by, by David to be able to be very descriptive and, and to have an in-depth look at, at God here. And, uh, you know, David here is obviously has a great relationship with God, and we know that throughout the, the Scripture. It says here, starting in verse 1, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. And so, I mean, you think about that. Here is just a, a lowly human being, obviously the king of of Israel, but still, yet, I mean, we're we're so low compared to God. And and David knows when when in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. He can seek Him out, and he can, you know, God can provide that solace that he needs and that help that he needs. And so, I, I just think the complexity of our relationship with God is really interesting. And and just one more verse there. In Luke 12 and verse 7, talking about the relationship that we can have with God. It says there, But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. That's all I need to read. I mean, for each of us, he knows the hairs of our head. For some, that's more than others. To some people, that doesn't mean that much. But, you know, a lot of us, you know, a full head of hair, you know, he knows all that. But it just shows the care that he has for each of us. And so I think that's really important to note. And, uh, you know, um, I think one more thing that, that, you know, one more verse that I'd like to pull from as far as uh, just highlighting the ultimatum with God and our relationship with him, and that's in Philippians 2, verse 10, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Lord Je- that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And, trembling. and so he's our dearest friend, but ultimately he's our almighty Father and, and we'll be judged by him. And so that's right there. Every knee shall bow in the judgment. And so I think that this highlights when we're dealing with God and it's God reminding us here in, uh, well, I, I, I let my slides get behind there. How about that? So, um, but when it's God reminding us, I think that, that that is a note right there. It needs to be taken seriously. When it's, when it's a friendly reminder from God, it needs to be taken seriously. And so that, that, that would be my note there from as we're, when it's God who is reminding us, it needs to be taken very, very severely. And so, moving on to the what question. What tone are they using? Uh, And then, you know, you you see people from time to time, you know, just a friendly reminder, you know, but you hear a hint of sarcasm or even a touch of sinister there. Sometimes it's genuine. Sometimes it's kind-hearted with a smile. And then sometimes, you know, it's not friendly at all. It's uh, this reminder is you just take the friendly out of friendly reminder there. Um, And, and, you know, it's those times that we have to watch out for. And so, uh, anyway... I would just like to look at some times when this kind of severe tone was used in the Bible and, and I would just like to say that I think every time everything in the Bible is, is something that, that's it's not necessarily friendly it's, it's something that needs to be heard and needs to be obeyed and so we'll start out in Matthew and in, in verse 6 in chapter 16 there And we'll see Christ talking here a couple times starting in uh, verse 18. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hey, that's serious. He just laid that on Peter. You're Peter, and I, you know, on this rock I will build my church. He's counting on Peter. So that's very serious. And so, you know, I, I, I don't think he was using a joking tone there. Uh, there was no sarcasm. That was serious, and it was directed towards Peter. And so um, then I would, I would say uh, Matthew uh, later there in in 16 and verse 23. You know, Peter, he had disrespected the Lord to some degree, unintentionally maybe, uh, perhaps not. But you know, he he uh, the Lord comes back there in verse 23 and says, "But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan! Thou art an offense to me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men." I mean, you know, Peter uh, ha- offended him; I don't know. he was an offense unto him, and and you know, he told him right there. There was no joking there, uh, no punches pulled. He, he told him, he, he said, get behind me, Satan. And so that's a very severe tone used there, and that was a reminder to Peter, hey, I better get back on track, and I better listen to Christ. And, and lastly, um, you know, I, I would like to uh, turn over to Luke 12 and verse 20. And this time he's talking to the... Uh, Rich man here. We talked about it. It was mentioned this morning in Tucker's lesson. um, Or actually, I think it was in class this morning. We were talking about, he said, you know, Kent was talking about this passage right here. So in Luke 12, verse 20, it says, But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? And so, you know, you see here, once again, a very stern rebuking, and this is not to be, you know, toyed with, this is, this is a matter of the soul. And so, you know, when we're dealing with matters of the soul like this, it is very serious, it's, it's very, it, it's, it pertains to our soul, and there's nothing, you know, more serious than, than that. So, once again, the tone used here and the topic of conversation, it, it denotes that this is a very uh, serious thing. So, uh, on to our last question that we asked, and that's where. Where do we stand? And, uh, you know, not every message that we receive is, is inherently positive or negative. You know, it's just kind of thrown out there. You know, it's informational. When I get that message from my, you know, instructor, hey, this is due at midnight, that's just a statement of fact. Now, am I done with it or have I not even started it? That's the question. And so that's what kind of decides, hey, you know, should I be upset about this or no big deal, I've turned it in. So, you know, the message isn't always one way or the other. It's, it's dependent on the condition that we are in when we receive that reminder. And so, um, we'll get into some verses here. Um, the gospel really does apply to everyone the same. It's given for all. Uh, God wants everyone to be saved. Whether they do or not is up to them. So, uh, we'll start in Matthew there. Matthew 25, verse 23. It says, we're going to see a little bit of a comparison, a contrast here. And it it says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. And you skip on down to verse 26 there. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. And so uh, in verse 30 there, Moving on down, it says, And and I will cast you, uh, the unprofitable servant, into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, uh, and then to finish up there. Um, and of course, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the, the throne of his glory. And in verse 33, or we'll read on through 32. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate... Them one from another, and a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. And so, I mean, what you see here is it kind of comes full circle. You start out the good and faithful servant. That's what you want to hear. That is a friendly reminder right there. That is the one that I want to hear. And and you know, I'm going to take that reminder, and I'm going to I'm going to take that message addressed to me all day. You know, I want that. That's what I want to hear. But then, you know, you hear after the same warnings. You know, this, this man was given talent, but he returned none. He went and buried it. And then for that, he paid with, with hearing this, this message. And I'm sure he was extremely sorrowful for what he had done. But, you know, that's, this is a message that was straight down the line. They were all given talents. Some of them chose to do good with it. Others didn't. And when that reminder came back around, hey, it's time. Give me your dividends. One of them wasn't able to do that. And so the message for him was very sorrowful. And, and the point there at the end is that we're all going to pay. We all do come before God. We're all given opportunities in life. And, and, you know, if we make the most out of them, we will be rewarded. If we don't, that's going to be a sad reminder for us. And, and, and I hope it's, it, you know, you make good on it before it's too late. And the parallel passage there, just that I would like to drive it home, is, is in John 12, in verse 48. And it says there, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. And so, I mean, it, there it is. You know, he says, my word is what you're going to be judged by. And this word is given to everyone. You know, there, there are so, so few people, if anybody, that has never at least heard about Christ, at least heard about God, the gospel, God's word, and, and we're going to be judged by it. There it is. It's fair game. Believe me. And you reap rewards, or you'll, you'll, you'll reap the cons- consequences. And so, you know, it's, it's plain as day there. And so, uh, just, just to end, I, I would like to, to flip over to 2 Peter. Chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. The Lord is coming. We don't know when. You know, it seems like for a lot of people that we just go on and on and, you know, I'll have a chance to make amends tomorrow. You know, uh, I'll grow old and then, you know, on my deathbed I'll, I'll be able, or as I get older, you know, I'll feel more like serving others. I'll have lived a good life, have gotten out of it what I wanted, and then, you know, we'll come to God and ask forgiveness and, and become a Christian. But it doesn't always work that way. Not at all. You know, for a lot of people that that experience tragedy, uh, departing this world early, and and you know, it, it's it's a sad thing for those that aren't ready. And so, you know, when when we look at this, not everybody gets a friendly reminder. You know, that the, the this is the Bible is all that we have. So if you're not if you're not paying attention to this, the next reminder that you get is on the judgment day. And that's certainly a time when you want to be found faithful, when you want to be found having done God's word and his will throughout your life. And, and I think the, the, what I would like for you to take away is, is, is to stay ready so that you don't have to get ready because oftentimes you're not given that opportunity to get ready. And so, you know, when we, when we go about our daily lives, we need to remember and remind ourselves constantly who we are, how we're supposed to conduct ourselves and align ourselves with his word. And so tonight, um, I would just like to, you know, have you to to look inwardly, to examine yourselves, as it says in Romans, and and to to examine your lives and the deeds that you've done and to examine your situation and and if there's any correction that needs to be made. Uh, Now is a good time to do it. Now is the only time that we know that we have. So whether you're not a Christian and have never obeyed this word in any in any capacity whatsoever, or, or you uh, have obeyed it long ago and, and, and should be a mature Christian, now is a time that if you've fallen away or you've sinned and come short of the glory, if it's of a public nature, you can come forward and we can help you. Uh, If you need any assistance whatsoever, if you just need encouragement, now is a good time to come forward. Let us help you because we have a a single goal, and that's, that's to fear God and keep his commandments and to make it to heaven one day. So if anybody has a need, you can come forward this evening as together we stand and as we sing.